you can now listen to Conning the Con ad-free on Apple subscription and buymeacoffee.com forward slash Conning the Con. But that is not all you will find there. I've got two little words for you. Tonka Trilogy. If you know, you know, right? And if you don't, keep listening to Con in the Con and it will all become clear soon enough. And if you want a sneak peek, head over to at Con in the Con on Instagram and get a look at the lighter side of this, well, very heavy con story. Simply click the subscribe button now on Apple Podcasts for ad-free and bonus content. Or if you aren't an Apple user, head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash con in the con where on top of that ad free and bonus content you can access exclusive videos you'll find all the links as always in the show notes have you ever felt that pang of disappointment when you couldn't add a ticket to your collection because it was digital or maybe you just lost it well stubforge.com is here to change that imagine this Tickets that not only look, but feel like the real deal. Because each ticket from Stubforge is printed on the same quality stock that Ticketmaster uses and printed with genuine ticket printers. It's like holding a piece of the concert, the game or the show right in your hands. But Stubforge isn't just about replacing tickets. With the easy-to-use interactive designer, you can create custom tickets for anything from concerts to sports games, pregnancy announcements parties. Why not make your invitations stand out with tickets that are as unique as your event? And if you're trying to complete a back catalogue of missing tickets, Stubforge offers bulk discounts to make it both easy and affordable. With Stubforge, you can once more give your loved ones physical tickets and see their eyes light up instantly at the best gift you can give. So whether you're looking to reignite your ticket collection, craft the perfect gift, or send the coolest invites, Head over to stubforge.com. Start creating today and see how Stubforge makes every ticket a story worth saving. Visit stubforge.com and start making tickets today. Something is creeping. Don't follow it down. Well, it's been a hot minute since we released Conning the Con to the World back in 2021. And since then, top of the list of questions asked is... Where can we hear the whole Tonka trilogy? And so without further ado, we're sharing the actual recordings we made as we received the Tonka trilogy. It's probably the equivalent of the UK show Gogglebox, if you've ever heard of it, where you watch people react to TV shows. But, you know, this is kind of the podcast version. Obviously, we can't get in Andrew's mind and understand what the hell he was thinking when he sat down and tippity typed out this bonkers attempt to convince Emma he was actually a spy. But we can share how we received it at the time. So to set the tone for these Tonka Trilogy bonus episodes, there is a lot of laughter in them, which might seem slightly incongruous to the rest of the podcast. But do keep in mind, as we recorded this, we were completely gobsmacked that this was Andrew's next move. And of course, Emma was spending the other 90% of her days in this state of anxiety, keeping up the pretense that she was still dating this con man. So these recordings are the 10% of the day that we could finally have a little laughter therapy. Because imagine if you will, you've just found out that your boyfriend of six months is not only a serial con man, but is trying to convince you that he's the world's most unassuming spy. 
I mean, I'm not sure that the term laughable has ever been more appropriate to a situation. So before we crack into the actual audio, I just want to give a little disclaimer slash apology for the bad audio my end in the recordings, because when we recorded, we had no idea what we'd use these for. So I am literally on FaceTime, no fancy mics back then, and I'm eating my breakfast. So for those of you into ASMR, where you take pleasure from eating noises, you are in for a treat. But if like me, you suffer from misophonia, the hatred of chewing and eating noises, then my sincerest apologies. I feel your pain. And without further ado, let's take a little time machine back to April 2019, when Emma's inbox has just pinged with the latest email from Andrew. Today, I am joined by my sister, Sarah, Hello. in Hi. London. She's here because... Right now, without her, I don't know how I'll be getting through this uh, whole process. And I don't know how I'll be laughing through this process because right now it is the only thing that's kind of keeping me going. So we wanted to record this for several reasons because the story that this man is telling is so twisted. I mean, Sarah's living this real life moment and just gobsmacked. So what Andrew has done so far... He's obviously been writing furiously this afternoon to try and manipulate me with the stories. There's some truths in there that he's told me already. So there's a few small truths and some ones that aren't true as well. So uh, he said, for my eyes only. So right now I'm going to read it out to you all. Um, Our eyes do look quite similar. So Your eyes look very similar to me and my, pretty much my twin. So he's named it the Tonka Trilogy. Which is brilliant. I'm... Yeah. Gold title, anyway. Or named my favourite bit is the next bit. <laughs> or named to be advised. Exactly, like his real name. <laughs> <laughs> Will we? Ju- no, he does go into that. Sir, he goes into that. Okay, so I've had a skim read with my mouth jaw on the computer, and now you're ready for Top of Trilogy Part One. I think it is. So even the start gets me. So dedicated to Emma Ferris. The one woman who, I, I can't even, it's making me sick reading it actually. The one woman who made me drop my guard, the woman who made me tell my story, the woman who could extract complete honesty from me, and the one woman who asked me more questions in any interrogation I have ever experienced. I love you. And I think that's a few, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's had a few interrogations with the police. Yeah. <laughs> no, secret agent, secret agent. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Get your story straight. He's probably, he's probably been waterboarded in Afghanistan for a week. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay. So he's put it in like this is going to be his future book. So I feel bad that I'm like spoiler alert for anybody that wants to read the Tonka Trilogy. I'm sorry you're not going to be able to because it's by then he'll be in jail. Um, <laughs> so he's set out in contents, acknowledgements. Obviously I'm going to be acknowledged, I'm sure, down the track. Um <laughs> happening in my life and right now I'm writing this out. Okay, so chapter one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> I, I was a fat kid and I loved cake. Two. Hi. Stop it. 
Okay, chapter like okay, so we've written down there's gonna be Ooh. I just wanna read chapter nine now. Chapter nine. Oh my god, Emma, sorry, I thought that was the whole <laughs> chapter one. I thought it was chapter one. And I was like, oh, this right, okay, he's going to point. No, 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 okay, so hold on. He just got he literally laid it out, chapter for titles and then there was a table of contents. <laughs> Table of contents. Oh god. Okay. So chapter two, high school, my school, no longer a fat kid. Chapter three, sport, the conflict of wanting to do everything and a body that wants to do nothing. Chapter four, business and pleasure. Don't want to know that one. Uh, <laughs> chapter five, world travels equals private security contracting. Or does it? Oh my god, it's so good already. Please tell me that chapter concluded today. <laughs> uh, okay, where do we get up to in his chapters? No, he let, it's a cliffhanger. He gets out of chapter five. We'll travel. Oh, right. It's so good. This is literally like Netflix and <laughs> chill. Oh, join me next week. <laughs> no, tomorrow night, he said. Okay, so chapter six, becoming a spy. WTF? <laughs> I, no, WTF? I wanted to be a businessman. Chapter 7. Breaking my family and friends' internal turmoil. I always went into jail. Chapter 8. See, we're not going to know this till next time. Infiltration, Oz and NZ. In other words, make yourself look bad to ensure mission success. Chapter yes. 9. Chapter 9. Typical. Retirement, yeah. facts and lies. Oh my god. Is there more? Or are we but this, this, now I've got the stuff. I just read the, the title page. We're going into it now. Okay. Acknowledgements. This will include individuals, governments, and organizations upon approval from agencies involved. Introduction. A brief on the possible ghostwriter or myself, depending on my skill and ability. My spelling and punctuation sucks, so more likely someone else interviewing me. He's literally thinking he's writing this. So seriously, if he... We're going to be really feel bad if this is a true story. <laughs> it was... Oh my so, where are we at? It'll also cover how a fat kid from Tasmania now has government citizenship in several countries, can't mention at this stage, with passports in each country for up to four different identities. All variations on my ridiculously long name. You'll hear about that later. Uh, and hidden in each of these countries, purely as a backup depending on desired exit plan at the time. It will also cover the extreme difficulty of trying to return to normal life when your identity and your character has sometimes had to do ridiculous things to complete the mission. Oh no, there's more. I'm not even past the introduction yet. Infiltration of dangerous people requires a full commitment, including things such as that particular identity, character, and that particular country. Getting arrested to gain trust of inmates. Well, he's done that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> to working as a multi-millionaire tycoon to get inside elite money laundering and human trafficking rings. Okay, I didn't. the human trafficking ring is now making me laugh because I did not see that before. To right, being, well, yeah, because obviously we've got that happening in New Zealand. Um, yeah, to being yeah. an actual well-off. Emma, Emma, now you're being naive. Yeah, I am. <laughs> oh, but am I? <laughs> I don't know anymore. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm finished. It's brilliant. Uh, um, to being actually well-off entrepreneur who is then asked to be a homeless person in piss-soaked clothing to scope a possible terror cell. Safe house. Hold on, sorry. Did he just say he he was a homeless man and pissed soaked clothing? 
to scope <laughs> to scope a possible Tirasal safe house. Was it his own piss, or did they give him <laughs> clothes to him? Like, oh, I'll, I'll ask for some notes on that as I'll, I'll, <laughs> I go back and give some critiques. Like, I've just got this vision of him like going into work that day, and like going, oh, "Here's your uniform," and he's like, like, "Peed on his outfit." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like going, "There's like one leg at a time." What are you uh, yeah, like in the job description, does it say you have to use your own piss or somebody else's? Like. <laughs> Okay, you ready for chapter one? Yeah. Chapter one, I was a fat kid and I loved cake. Such a good title. Oh, great title. Great title. Now, all these will be expanded, he said. This is just a brief outline, so just, you know, there's more to come. I'm almost feeling a bit sick saying it. Deep breath. Deep breath. <laughs> My breathing's working. I was born as Andrew William Charlton Tonks Thompson in the little sleepy old Hobart Hospital, Tasmania, Australia. This was strange from the outright start. Firstly, it was a ridiculous name for anyone to remember. Secondly, my father and grandfather's names are William and Tonks, one and two. Why they thought it was a good idea to give me, who would turn out to be a fat kid, a name of 20 people is still beyond my wildest dreams. Thanks for that, Mum and Dad. The Thompson... Oh, great. I love the way that he works and why he's got so mm. many aliases that he uses. Now, I've heard him tell me this story. Of the fact okay, that he's had these good. long names and that it was this. So he's, he's, he's grounding on the fact that I know about this already and I'll go, yeah, he's right. Um, the Thompson Park came as a dying wish of a great grandfather who I never recall meeting as he passed on before I was one year old. My own mother and father, no, I feel bad. Uh, my own father and mother also added to their names on the day of my birth to try and keep things somewhat normal. Really? What? Stay. Yeah, what? so let's just say, so now he's saying that Thompson was part of a dying wish of one of the grandfathers to be added to the end. My own father and mother also added it to their names on the day of my birth. So that's on the mother's side. So what he's saying is that his father, who I won't name, is supposed to be his last name's Thompson. It's not. I've searched and I know that it's not. And so he's making a lie straight away. But he tries to correct it here. Turns out the confusing clusterfuck of names worked massively in my, oh, sorry, beep. In my favour for becoming the world's most unassuming spy, self-proclaimed, of course. Oh, my God. My family are talking about removing Thompson from their names now, and my dad did a number of years ago. He just never informed my mother or any of us for that matter. I only found out from my dad when I noticed a bank card in the background of a photo he sent me. I would have it die hard. Sorry, Dad. When I asked him about it, the simple response was, he, Grandfather Thompson, was an asshole. Oh, well. So... I need to just clarify. So, the last name, does he know that you know his name's Tonks now? Because if he does, then surely the cat's out of the bag in terms of you being able to Google who he is. No, because I knew that Tonks was somewhere in there, but I didn't realise he'd been using it as a last name. So, that was always the confusing part. He's actually okay. had aliases as, well, obviously he's a spy, he's had aliases as several different versions of that name. Oh, okay. I was just trying to work out what well, if he knows that you know that his last name is Tonks, he then knows that you can find out all the rest of his background on the internet but what he's doing now is setting it up right so that he can explain away why he was in jail gotcha sorry sure, seriously my netflix and podcast history has brought me to this moment to help you well i'd like to point out <coughs> to the audience because of your netflix suggestions which was dirty john i watched this along with andrew several times and the irony is that Sarah nicknamed him Dirty Andrew at one point, 
And only yep. the other day when he realised that my family knew about what he'd been up to, he realised that his nickname was going to be Duty Andrew. But we'll see yeah. if that sticks. So let's... I like Chonky Tonks much better. Chonky Tonks. Okay, let's just go back to his childhood. So let's re- rewind to Andrew as a small child. My childhood was a great one, free to roam wherever we wanted with no threats except that of deadly snakes and spiders. But besides that, we had the run of the town. I would ride my bike for miles, and yes, despite this unbelievable freedom and exercise, I was a fat little bastard. My grandparents on both sides of the family treated myself to exceptional cooking and appealing treats. This was followed up by my mum's love and affection being displayed by ensuring we never went hungry. Meal portions were huge, and I made sure I ate every bit I could. Being a fat girl was tough at primary school. I hear you, dude. I had glasses and a stutter. It wasn't pretty. Um, but I wasn't fat. Um, kids are pricks. I ended up with a nickname Tonka Truck due to my size. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I said Tonka Truck. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually giving you ammunition. He's literally feeding me gold right now. The man is spitting at diamonds. Okay. <sighs> Yeah, so we're at Tonka Truck due to my size. I hated it at the time, but as life will have it, my first trucking company was named Tonka Trucking. Well, at least until it was advised that I may get sued by another company who also had tiny yellow trucks with my name on them. Go figure. So this was my daily torment from kindergarten until the end of grade five, age four to ten. I was a good six to ten months younger than most of my classmates due to the strange birthday cut-off dates applied to each school. Important fact, apparently. To assist my misery, I had a foul temper due to my constant defence mechanisms. Well, that was until grade six came along. This is a turning point. He has mentioned this. At the start of year six, still in the same primary school, I attended from the get-go. My father enrolled me into a karate class upon my 11th birthday. Not only was I learning things I didn't even know my body could do, I found confidence and my temper had banished. From that day on, my life changed forever. I never paid attention at school. I wasn't a fan, but as soon as I stepped into the dojo, I was pure focus. I was disciplined. I was calm. And most importantly, I was me. I was calm. I was calm. I was ready to be a calm man. So future lesson, don't bully people because they're going to become con men. Even if they've got a name that begs to be made in the top of the truck, don't do it. Hi, I'm Sean McCabe. And I'm Carrie McCabe. We are, well, married, obviously, <laughs> but we're also obsessed with the darker side of things. True crime stories, alien abductions, poltergeists. If it leaves you scratching your head and keeping those lights on at night, we want to hear about it. That's why we host the podcast Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. Every week, we bring our listeners a true story guaranteed to send chills down your spine, from history's most brutal serial killers to the mystery of spontaneous human combustion. Yep, lots of these stories leave unanswered questions behind, and you'll get to poke through the rubble of the evidence with a hardened skeptic and... Someone whose mind is more open to fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. You can find Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie wherever you get your podcasts, and on social media at Ain't It Scary. Come play with us. Welcome to the Bravery Academy. My name is Emma Ferris and I'm your host. This podcast is crafted to share the stories of courageous individuals who've overcome adversity and found the courage to live their best lives. We'll explore the science of well-being, courage and connection and interview top thought leaders, game changers and survivors. 
It is from these stories that we learn what resilience is, how to heal, how to recover, and how to be brave. Chapter two, high school, my school. When I went to look at my future high school while still in year six, still 11 years old, I was petrified. I was still short, fat, not overly keen on the whole thing. Whilst there, I will always remember getting shoulder charged by 15 to 16 year olds in the corridor. That entire summer holiday, I was not looking forward to going back there. I didn't want to walk past those big, good looking older kids on the way to class every day for the next four years. (laughs) But then over that summer holiday, something happened. Not only had I been introduced to karate, I had been introduced to water skiing. Our closest family friends had a spot on the lake about an hour north of Hobart. At first, I was so scared of the water, I used to hyperventilate. The inboard boat with 350 Chev thumped like thunder, and it must have taken Peter, a man I talk about as being my second father, all his patience to get me going. Now, I've heard about Peter and his son. Peter dies as an alcoholic and for some reason their parents thought it was okay to let him drive the boat and their kids when he was under the influence. It's a story I've had. Oh my god. The father that actually wasn't his father that he should <laughs> In the end, Peter would get in the water with me and distract me from the sensory overload. Thank goodness he was maybe sober at that point. I don't know. And before I knew it, it was up on the water. The sensation was incredible. I simply couldn't describe anything like it. And this became my summer destination for years to come. I still have a place on the lake ready to go anytime I can. I will touch more on how skiing impacted my life in following chapters. Anyway, where was I? Oh, that's right. Something happened beside the skiing. I grew up, as in vertically. Um, oh, my God. Uh, by the time I walked into year seven, just prior to my 12th birthday, I had shut up in the space of 12 weeks from 165 to 175 centimetres. Not only that, but with all the water skiing and portion controlled meals over the summer, I had lost close to 20 kgs. I could see the start of what looked like a six pack and I had shoulders that a lot of the 15 and 16 year old kids were trying hard to get. I returned to my karate class and just remember people staring at me, followed by a massive grin on my instructor's face. He simply said, welcome, Andrew. Just let's recalibrate. Remember what we're listening to. We're listening to the rantings of con man trying to get you to keep giving him money. Yeah, these are the stories he's already told me. So he hasn't realised that I know all the other things. He's betting that because of the stories coming through and because of my love for him. Exactly. That I'm going to be okay with this and allow this to slide. So... Exactly like that moment in Dirty John where he is in the hospital and wins her back over. That's his game. The thing is, he's, he's watched that with you. I can't. Does he not think we can see through it? Oh, as my children would say. Mind blown. Uh, oh, my God. So two things. I need to go get a top on. I'm freezing. I'm gonna... <laughs> Sorry. Hold audience while my sister gets a top. Put a blanket around you. Oh, I'll pause it completely before she comes back. You know what, just in case you two need to get a top on, let's for today at least leave Andrew with his newly minted bulging muscles there and join us for the next instalment of the Tonka Trilogy where Andrew shares just how he puts those muscles to use. And a little warning, the following episodes contain delusional descriptions of threesomes, an instructional guide to putting on piss clothing and a peek behind the bars of the Australian prison system. I spent the first two weeks 
in a Hannibal Lecter style cell. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out you don't want to end up in a prison in Oz by the sounds of it. We hope you're enjoying the lighter side of this heavy con story and we would love to hear what your favourite chapters are. You can message us at conningthecon on Instagram. And so, in the words of Andrew Tonks, the world's most unassuming spy, we are now going dark. Something is creeping in, don't follow it down. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. Ohio is a land of mystery, from missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface to strange phenomenon slicing through her skies, from myths that have evolved around historic events and people to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what happened. Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app, and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com